What can you do if you keep fighting with your ex? How are you ever supposed to find peace and tranquility and create this great relationship that you know you can have? That's what we're going to be talking about in this video. Hey there, it's Clay with ModernLove.Life, and in this video we're going to be talking about what to do to stop fighting with your ex so often and to actually create the kind of great relationship that you want with the two of you. Many times when people are caught up in this problem of arguing and fighting, it masks something else that's going on beneath the surface. It's like this static that keeps you from actually addressing the real problems that are happening. And we have to get rid of this first before we can look at what's actually going on beneath the surface. And we'll go into what's going on beneath the surface as well too. Uh, but first, we got to take care of the static. Because if someone's coming at you with some accusation and you're defensive and trying to prove them wrong or bringing up some time that they failed as a counterattack or something like that, you know, and then they become defensive and then the two of you just keep escalating things over and over and over again, you're not going to get where you want to go. You're just lost in the fog and you can't see the actual landscape around you. So it's really important that we remove all of that first and foremost because there very well could be some, some you know, major challenges beneath the surface here, but we can't get to them. We can't get to them as long as there's defensiveness and I'm right and you're wrong or you're wrong and I'm right and all that sort of stuff. One of the ways that people often unintentionally escalate this sort of stuff is in the choice of language that they use. There's a great book called Nonviolent Communication by, I think the author's name is Marshall Rosenberg. I'm not, not sure about that, but the book is definitely called Nonviolent Communication. And I'd recommend that probably most people uh, check out that book. One of the things that you can do to remove a lot of this static, a lot of this defensiveness and uh, validation and all of that, is through the words that you use. So many times the words that people use have a certain intention baked into it, or an accusation baked into it. Like, um, you know, oh yeah, you just abandoned me. That implies that the other person intentionally left you and didn't want to, right? Or, yeah, here you go, you're attacking me again. That implies that they're coming at you with the intention of hurting you or making you look bad or something like that. You know, it's not to take away from how you're feeling, because you, you, you feel obviously how you're going to feel, but we want to not express how we're feeling in a way that's just going to escalate things with the other person. So what can be really helpful is to just get accustomed to stating things in terms of plain, objective facts. So instead of saying, you abandoned me, it's like, okay, yeah, like I turned around and you just weren't there. Like no matter how you slice it, that's probably what happened. Like you can have an opinion, oh yeah, uh, I abandoned you, or oh no, I was only doing it because you were being mean or something like that. But no, if it's just like I turned around and you weren't there, that's just what happened. Or instead of, um, you know, you attacked me by accusing me of this. Instead, just say, you said this. You said, um, I can't be trusted. When you said I can't be trusted, I felt frustrated and sad, right? So we're using language here that's very objective in terms of things that the other person said or did. Just say what they said or did. You don't have to use this colorful language that adds uh, drama to the situation 
by saying like, yeah, you, you lied, you attacked me, you abandoned me, you betrayed me, you devastated me. Uh, you were just so cold and callous. Like you don't have to add this stuff to your conversation. It's unnecessary. And it's just going to cause the other person to become defensive. It's just going to escalate the tension and it's just going to cause them to, you know, try to bring up something else from the past to prove you wrong or something along those lines. Don't do that. Just use plain, super plain language like you said this and then you did that. Then I said this and then I said that. And then when it comes to talking about your feelings, of course we have, you know, the external world, what people said and did, what we said and did. But then there's also the, the internal world as well too, which is how you felt. And the important thing through all of this is to make sure that you're expressing how you feel in a way that's not making the other person responsible for it. You know, don't say something like, you know, you made me feel sad when you abandoned me, right? Like, uh, we, we already covered the abandoned me kind of part. But, you know, you made me feel sad. That's making someone else responsible for your feelings. It's just going to trigger in them a sense of, I don't know, guilt or, or, uh, or whatever else they might feel. Instead, what you want to do is just simply state how you feel and uh, maybe just sort of like associate it with something that happened. So when I turned around and you weren't there, I felt sad. That's probably going to go a lot better as opposed to, you know, I was devastated when you abandoned me. And through these word choices, you're going to reduce the static. You're going to reduce all of this noise, all of this defensiveness, all of this proving you wrong, proving me right. Well, what about this time when you were wrong too? You're going to remove all of that and you're actually going to be able to start communicating and talking in a better sort of way. Now, once all this static, once all this fog is out of the way, we can actually start to look at what's going on in the relationship. Now, you know, I've talked about this before in other videos, but there's really three main things that come out of alignment in a relationship. Uh, one of those is that the two people on the relationship stop seeing each other as being on the same team and they start seeing each other as being on opposite teams. If there's a lot of fighting, you probably don't, aren't seeing each other as being on the same team. You know, we want to take care of that. That's usually what I'd recommend most people start with is getting on the same team if you're not. After that, we want to work on communication. That's to say, minimizing the, the, the gaps in understanding between the two of us. Like if you think you're talking about this and I think you're talking about that, and there's this big misunderstanding and we both think we're talking about different things, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good setup for some sort of fight or argument or hurt feelings or something like that. Uh, we want to make sure that there are as few gaps in communication as possible. And then the third thing is that we want to be able to do these first two things, be on the same team and communicate clearly. We want to be able to do that consistently over time so that we can build up trust. Trust is really a certain expectation for the kind of interaction that you can have with a person. Once you have an expectation for a consistent kind of interaction, you, can, you basically trust that person to show up in a certain way. And if you can trust that that person is going to be on the same team as you and they can trust that you're going to be on the same team as them, and you can both trust that you're going to be able to communicate reasonably clearly, then oftentimes a lot of the defensiveness all that sort of stuff goes away because trust comes in and says, okay, I know that you're on the same team as me. And I know that, uh, that if there's any sort of misunderstanding between the two of us, it's probably just that it's a misunderstanding rather than a call to, to start fighting or a call to, to go to war because, you know, you may, uh, be trying to give me the short end of the stick or take advantage of me or use me or something like that. So, um, that's really what I'd recommend 
if you're having a lot of fights with your exes, first things first, you got to get rid of that static in the way. Anyway, go ahead and uh, leave a comment down below letting me know what sort of things you and your ex fight about and what you might be able to do to reduce that static, reduce that uh, tense emotional language that just escalates things and keeps the two of you going around in circles over and over again. Anyway, take care, and I'll talk to you next time.